Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Hopefully Scott is enjoying himself today. Your pal Kurt Copeland, glad to be filling in. And Jake Spurgeon joins me today. Good to have you here, sir. Yes, you too. Shannon Cross, first time on KMOX, first time doing a show. Hello, hello. It's great to have you here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. My first time hosting it's the show. It's been a pleasure. So we get to go through this together. Yeah, Pretty cool, I know. Huh? It's exciting. <laughs> We're taking your calls, and I want to uh, thank these three gentlemen who have been waiting on since before the top of the hour. Pat, Mike, Stephen, we've all got you set and ready to go. Phone lines open at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Let's go to Maryville, Illinois. I want to talk to Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? Welcome to KMOX. I'm good. How about you? We are fantastic. We're solving problems today. Well, I got one for you. What you got for us? <laughs> My parents' house, uh, Maryville is it's a mining, old mining community, and it's got mine subsidence. And my father's house finally stopped moving after ten and a half years. And now the insurance company says they had a, an adjuster come out, and the whole house has got to be lifted up. And basically all the concrete, walls and everything taken out from underneath it and replaced and it's set back down. It's quite and a sight. Looking, I've seen this happen before. Yeah, yeah. We had one when I was growing up years and years ago. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but <laughs> 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 they've done one down the street. Uh, but we're not sure who does something like that. And I told them. Maybe we'll call Helitech, and I'm on my way home from work and happen to turn on KMOX, so here I am. It's quite, it's, yeah, for those who don't know, I'll just give you the definition. Mine subsidence can be defined as movement of the ground surface as a result of readjustments of the overburden due to collapse or failure of underground mine workings. Surface subsidence features usually take the form of either sinkholes or trough. And, and Greg Harvey, producer engineer, you're familiar with this kind of situation. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of our Illinois side listeners are very familiar with mine subsidence. I'm from a small town called Chatham, mm -hmm. Illinois, just south of Springfield, and the entire oh, town, yeah, the entire town sits above a mine just like Maryville would. So we deal with this all the time because we've got all the coal mines in central Illinois. Right. Well, it's right. it, it's a tough situation. I mean, uh, Jake Spurgeon, I'll ask you, like, what types of names come to mind as far as th that phone call, uh, a name to consider to to get this type of situation visit? It's a tough one. I, I'll be honest, I'm not 100% sure. It Who, doesn't come up a lot. No, I don't get a lot of calls on that, and I, I know it can be done, and I know there's companies out there. This might be something I need to get some research done and to, to get back in touch with you. Or you can, right. or you can call you can call our office on Monday, and I know uh, our customer service department will definitely pack you through to me, and I can get you some answers. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, they mentioned a, a sinkhole or a a shaft collapse. My father's was actually a sinkhole that was about two hundred and fifty, three hundred yards away from his house, and it was pulling everything to Oof. it, mm. and finally stopped moving. So. <laughs> Yeah. There's also things to keep in mind when you do lift a home and repair, do foundation work and homes that settle. Is everybody, oh, I want to, you know, lift this corner of the house sunk. Well, keep in mind that certain doors and windows that have adjusted to that, you have to revisit that now. It, it, the right. scope of right. the project enlarges considerably 
when you adjust one little section. Right. Doors and windows start to not work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You know, my my uh, aunt and uncle, I don't know that it was because of subsidence. However, my, my aunt and uncle, uh, big, you know, 100-year-old farmhouse, I think what they just wanted was to have a very nice finished basement, and the foundation as it was was never going to accommodate that. So right. they did yeah. the old thing where they just, they, they just stacked up those timbers, you know, and they lifted that entire house up, totally took out the foundation, built a proper one that would, you know, be suitable for a finished basement, and then, you know, put the house back down. And as a kid, I was amazed at this. I mean, it's quite oh, a yeah. feat. Yeah, me too. When they when they raised one three doors down from my parents, it was yeah, it was something. <laughs> we got a lot of calls, and we thank you very much for your time today, Mike. You have a good weekend there in Maryville, and good luck with your situation. Okay. All right. Can I get that phone number from you for the office? Yeah, please. Uh, it's three one four nine zero nine eighteen hundred. Nine zero nine eighteen hundred. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks much for the call, Mike. I want to say hi to Pat, Stephen, and Tom. They're all coming up right after the break. It is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Yours truly, Kurt Copeland in for Scott Mosby, alongside Jake Spurgeon and Shannon Cross, doing a great job. First time here on KMOX, having fun today. And your phone calls are coming up next on KMOX. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Your pal, Kurt Copeland. Glad to be filling in. And uh, I've got some uh, great people with me here today from Mosby. Jake Spurgeon is here. Hello. And Shannon Cross. Hey again. It's great to have you here today. Phone lines open at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. we got some great folks on call with some awesome questions. First, we go to St. Peter's Moyo. Hello, Pat, and welcome to KMOX. Good afternoon. Thank you. We're glad to have you on the air, and we know you have a very important question. Well, it's different than some of the ones you've had, but my wife and I are thinking of building a new house. And a family member suggested spending a few thousand dollars to get the hurricane straps. And I'm just wondering if it's really worth the investment. And also, as a homeowner right now, we built our house 25 years ago. We've learned a few things to look at when building a new house. But is there any places like windows, HVAC, exterior doors, and stuff like that, where you would think that from the get-go to upgrade so you don't have problems later on? Well, that's a good question. Jake, your that's thoughts on That's a good question. Um, hurricane straps, um, and I could be wrong, I thought were required, or at least a form of them, mm-hmm. which a hurricane strap, strap is, for those that don't know, it's you're attaching your roof structure or the trusses onto the actual ceiling joists in the, the home itself. Um, we were, Shannon, we were just chatting about this little thing at the Science Center that shows <laughs> an example of that where they show the different roof structures and how the wind, and they have a little fan that can kind of show the roof falling off and collapse. Yeah, Because when you see the footage, unfortunately, of a tornado mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. catastrophic weather event happening where the winds are that high, you know, what's one of the first things yeah. you see go? Every time. That roof, the overhangs on those roofs catch wind and blow off. Yeah, uh, I've been within a mile of four hurricanes in the past six years. I mean, I have four tornadoes within the last six years. <laughs> yeah. It leaves an impression, and you want to make sure you're on top of it. Yeah. 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 Something you might think about doing is contacting your insurance company and asking if there's any type of discounts that you would get for having those on the home and kind of weigh yeah. your cost. Is, is it worth a little extra to have 
have those because I could save in a, in a in a you know a storm event, or mm-hmm. is it does it not make sense? Yeah. And then the other part of the question about where would you stick any upgrades if you had a few few dollars to solve some problems down the line? Well, typically, um, is stuff that's behind the walls. Um, if you're building a home, I would definitely take a look at insulation increasing, kind of making the home mm-hmm. more energy efficiency, trying to get it as close to your heat and cooling costs as possible. Shannon, do you have any ideas maybe that somebody can think about? Um, I think along with that would be, you know, going with a, a at least a mid-range good quality window, things like that. That can also help with your efficiency over the years. Um uh, doors, windows, all of that. Um, yeah, take a look at what we difference. call yeah, the U factors. Every mm-hmm. product that is on the outside of a home has a U factor, um, I believe it's called, and it's the amount of energy loss that it supplies. Um, and I can't remember if it's the higher the number, the lower the number, the mm-hmm. better, but one, it, it, it's, there's a certain minimum rating that things have to have, but try to go a little bit better because that, that upgrade you'll pay for that window will, or that door will pay for itself mm-hmm. over time. Because you're typically... Yeah, we, getting, we've, we've learned that from the current house because I know we had like uh, 39 on the roof, all 19 on the walls and the windows we had to replace. That's, we're going to keep an eye on that with the new construction now. But yeah, okay. I thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you for your call. We appreciate that, Pat, in St. Peter's. Tons of calls, so let's get to Stephen. He is in St. Louis. Question about gutters and replacing them. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to KMOX. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it very much. You're welcome. Okay, I need some new gutters and fascia boards, and I can't seem to get anybody to come out and uh, look at them. I don't understand. I've called about 10 gutter companies, and they say they'll come, and everybody shows up. And I was wondering if you could recommend a reliable company and reasonable company to help me out here. Well, there's a great individual that usually hosts this show, (laughs) and he's not here today. Uh, Scott Mosby. Uh, Here at Mosby, uh, we actually do um, our exteriors division. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely does gutter replacements and fascia repair and replacements. Um, so do call our offices a call. Our, our uh, call our offices. Um, we have two excellent exterior consultants that they eat, breathe, and sleep outside home repair and updates. And they would be happy to come over and and work with you on different types of gutters and some recommendations on things that might need to be done, maybe some things that might not need to be done that you think do. Um, but yeah, it's uh, 314-909-1800. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate taking my call. Thank, thank you, Stephen. wonderful job. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you very much. Thanks, Stephen. You know, uh, whenever I think of gutters, and it is very serious, and I'm glad that call came in, uh, I'm reminded of that great scene, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase is hanging on his gutters and it lets loose and the ice flies into yep. the name. I don't know, Margo. <laughs> Tom is calling from Des Perez. Yes, of course, it's DePere. And uh, it's Tom, it's good to have you on KMOX, the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Welcome. Thank you very much. I like this. Uh, um, help me out here real quick. Uh, I'm going to sell a house in about a year, year and a half. It's a fairly large home. Uh, it has, uh, unfortunately... Uh, the old masonite color lock siding, which I've got several uh, uh, strips on the lower part of the uh, sides and back that need to be replaced. And uh, I've had some folks look at it. We can get that replaced, do the whole thing for, you know, inside five grand. Uh, then if you, the option is to, uh, after that, is either to paint the whole house or take the entire siding off. And I, I'm trying to figure this thing out. You know, you can understand the difference in cost for a whole 
exciting job. Absolutely. Because uh, I can't uh, go with vinyl in the subdivision. It has to be a uh, hardy board or whatever that type is, which is a significant price. Um, is repair and uh, paint matching of this thing, uh, I've seen some done on local houses, and it looks pretty good, but uh, what, what is your view on that? You can repair masonite. It is a typically a temporary fix. It is not a long-term solution. Um, so when I'm working with clients on any project, I, I'm going to recommend you're going to have this repair, but be aware it might come with maintenance every couple years. You have to take a look at it. The repair might not take. You're doing it over again. Um, if if you're if it's just like a rotted spot, if you're replacing the whole board, then that's a different story. And then painting the house, and then you know the ultimate fix is yes, replacing the entire home of the site. But one of the advantages you get when replacing all the siding is you actually can then if you're thinking about better insulation in your walls, um, uh-huh. adding a like a exterior home wrap, like a waterproofing membrane on the an additional membrane that's now required with new homes. Um, it increases the R value. Your heating and cooling bills get less. There's lots of little fun things that you can update and just make that shell of your home better. Uh, if I, uh, we are uh, going to sell this place, hopefully, in about a year, year and a half. Um, would uh, you paint the entire house as opposed to just painting the replaced siding? Well, a nice, a nice, freshly painted home with a new color on it adds a lot of curb appeal for buyers. Yeah, um, it's yeah. it's going to be one of those things that they'll say, hey, it's been painted. I won't have to worry about it for 7, 10, 15 years, depending on what you use. That's It's kind of a nice little thing. It's a great selling yeah. point. Yeah. So what do you think, Tom? Did we help oh, you? Oh, I don't it? know. <laughs> I'm not sure you really helped me. You just helped me be more confused. I don't well, know. I mean, it's, this is a tough call i yeah. got to make. It, well, I would and, tell you. And, uh, if you're selling the house, I would not recommend replacing all the siding. You're not going to get the return on investment. That if you if you live there for five to ten years, do all the siding. If you're selling yeah. the home in a year or less, do the repair and then freshly paint the house. Well, you just answered the question for me. Yeah. Hey, I sure appreciate it. Yeah, hey, we, no, thank you. We appreciate yeah. your call, Tom. Have yourself a good weekend, okay, my friend? Going to do it. Bye-bye. Excellent. Coming up next, we'll talk to Bill. He's here in St. Louis. He's got an electrical question. And we'll head out to Wentzville, where John wants to know about the, his new house has a basement leak. Oh, boy. So we will get to those calls and yours at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. It is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Yours truly, Kurt Copeland, and for Scott Mosby, alongside Jake Spurgeon and Shannon Cross. More coming up next on KMOX. St. Louis Uncorked takes over the newly renovated Keener Plaza June 2nd and 3rd. Bring the whole family to this fun and free event presented by KMOX and American Eagle Credit Union. Serving your family, your business, and your community. Catch Need to Breathe, Gavin DeGraw, Ryan Cabrera, and more on the Bud Light main stage. And get in front of the crowd with the Club Fitness Pit Pass. Available in any Club Fitness location while supplies last. Special thanks to our event partners, Stash Home and Always Green Recycling. Get full details at KMOX.com uncorked. 
now. Back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Kurt Copeland, glad to be filling in today alongside Jake Spurgeon. Hello, sir. And Shannon Cross. Hi there. You getting some texts uh, during the break? Yeah. <laughs> I was mentioning earlier how my family is um, is heavily in construction industries. Um, and my brother, uh, Mike, he is a, a big construction eat, breathe, sleep all day long, and he's texting me technical terms on, that's what this is called. And he does say, by the way, who called in earlier, the hurricane straps are code in residential building in St. Louis and St. Charles County. So I'm curious in St. Peter's where he's building his home while they're charging extra for them. That is a good question. Yeah. And we were pretty sure that it was code, but it's good to get that verified. Yeah, it's verified. It's, it is code. It has to be done. We have a lot of calls, and I want to get to them, and thank you all for your patience. Again, the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show with yours truly in for Scott Mosby. Uh, in St. Louis, Bill is standing by. He has a question about electrical level entering the home. Hi, Bill. Welcome to KMOX. How you doing today? We're well. It's good to have you on the air with us. Yeah. Yeah, we live in an older home uh, in the Crestwood area, and, uh, and I know uh, we've been here for about a little over 30 years. And we've never had to really make any changes in our wiring, but I, I noticed I have an old uh, Federal Pacific box. You know, I think it, this one dates back to the late fifties, early sixties. I, I hate to pause you, Bill, but uh, because this is radio, not television, I must pause <laughs> to share okay. with you the look on Jake and Shannon's face when you Uh-oh. said that. Say, say, yeah, say the well, name of I the mean, box I, again. It, say it again. It's a, it's a Federal Pacific box. Oh, that's what the look on their face was. It was just like, oh, no! <laughs> uh, well, anyway, it's uh, it's never been of any trouble, but uh, what is actually disconcerting here is uh, it turns out that we only have 60-amp service coming in. That's pretty low. Yes, and... Uh, I mean, like, with what we have, with the makeup of our appliance and electrical load, we're, no, we're, no, uh, we're not hitting any limits, you know, because we, we don't have a gas, we don't have an electric dryer or water heater or stove. Yeah. You know, so all those are gas. So uh, summertime, uh, the, only, the only 220 appliance we have is the, out, is the central air conditioner. Mm-hmm. And, and that's never been a problem. But uh, I know it would. I know it's not going to pass when, when it comes time to sell. I, um, but like, how? Um, I guess those these homes were probably built originally with just 60 amp service because back when those houses were built, you know, central air conditioning wasn't an installed part of the deal because it didn't have it when we moved there. Yeah, the, and, the, those Federal Pacific panels um, as. As Tim in our office, uh, he's one of who Shannon and I work with all the time. It's not a matter of if that panel will catch on fire. It's a matter of when. Mm-hmm. Um, so I highly recommend new homes today are 200 amp panel. It might even be 220, 225. So you're, you're 200 plus because mm-hmm. we just have so many um, things Needs, that we yeah. plug in nowadays that just need that power. So like if you run the vacuum cleaner, do you notice the lights dim? When the air conditioner uh, when the air conditioner kicks on, does the lights dim? It uh, it'll it'll have a quick blink. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that load, that initial startup load right, that those yeah, electric the, motors are pulling. Yeah, because you draw about nineteen thousand watts when you start up a two and a half yeah. ton unit. 
So I, I definitely would recommend having the panel replaced. And keep yep. in mind that part of that is what we call the mast on the outside of the house where it enters. Yeah. That also has to get upgraded with a panel replacement where it's yeah, above the, the gutter line, not just at below. It used to be some homes are below the gutter. It has to be. Mm-hmm. In yeah, what it, we have a, our house actually doesn't have gutters on it because, you know, it's the, old, um, Cal, it's the old California ranch style home. Oh, okay. It, it, uh, actually, you, um, it used to just have holes for downspouts when we had the, when we, when we had the, the, the tar, you know, the, the gravel, tar gravel roof on it. But now that, now that we have a shingle roof on it, the water just flows straight off. Mm. And, and, um, but they, uh, uh, <clears throat> and what, what brand of box would you, uh, would you recommend getting? Uh, there are a couple out there, um, that, um, electricians know more about the brand names than I do. But yeah. there are some I know, really. I've seen, I've, I've seen General Switch, you know, breakers, and, and I've seen. Uh, um, we we have somebody in our office that I think it's Eaton E A T O N. They're a big fan of those. I know uh, that name. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's funny because uh, again, I'm just glad you called in with the name of that box that you currently have. Just to get the look on their face, the reaction was priceless. Like, <laughs> sir, what are you doing? Well, you know, uh, I remember. Uh, when our family first moved to Crestwood in 1970, we had an electrician come out and put in a box because all all they had was those old plug-in fuses. And when, and when we put in a central air conditioner, that was a straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Y- your, your, your light switches there at the house aren't like the old like Frankenstein laboratory type thing, are they? <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no, they're I, not. The, I just wanted they, to make sure. Hey, Bill, we, uh, we appreciate your call very much. We do have some other callers we'd like to get to. Well, you have a great day. Thanks, Thanks much, Bill. Bill. Appreciate that. Let's head to Wentzville. John has been very patient. Hi, John. Welcome to KMOX. Thank you guys so much for having me. Our pleasure. I just built last year. Last June, we moved into our first house that we built, and um, the neighbors first reported two doors down that they had a leak. Found out earlier last week uh, with all the rain that was going on, the other neighbor has a small leak. And then come to find out I had four small leaks when I've been doing inspections in my basement as well. We have about eight different cracks, small hairline cracks, and the foundation itself. We do have a walkout, and it is that clay soil out there in Winsville. Mm-hmm. We just got our 10 months where they will come back. They said they're going to work through the house and fix the little minor things. But I, what my question was, I, what should I have them do? I know I need to have those four leaks fixed. My concern is with the other neighbors having leaks as well, with the other cracks I have, any recommendations that I need to tell that builder on what to do to prevent future leaks 10 years down the road? Because we've done uh, 40 feet around the entire house. We buried all of our gutters, did pop-ups. We took as all the water that we can to get away from that house. We've done. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing that we've done ourselves of just letting that water sit there next to the foundation. It's something with that foundation that I'm concerned with further down the road on what's going to go on after they fix these four leaks um, on these other cracks. Yeah, your builder can fix those cracks, but a, a funny thing, I have a friend in the concrete and flat work industry, they always say is concrete does uh, does three things. It gets hard, it cracks, and you can't steal it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> um, well said. But it, 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 foundations will crack, the cracks appear. Is the water leaking coming through the wall or right at where the wall meets the actual slab? It's actually coming through the wall at the base in three areas, and then... Uh, halfway up the wall to where 
I can't remember the name or what the technical name of it, but where the when they put the forms together to hold the forms together. Oh, the same locations. Yeah, it, it, it's at one of those, not actually at the scene, but the metal piece. There's a metal piece that's there. It was actually leaking through where the metal's at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's my concern. Yeah. Is the, how do, what, what can I do or tell them to do on the outside to prevent that water from even coming in in the first place? Well, definitely, it's like some pump systems are great, but you need to take a look on the outside to make sure that the soil is actually swaling away from the foundation. So you can redirect water away. Um, And we've done everything we can to prevent that. Do you have grass going straight up to your house at any locations? Uh, Or do you have like a flower bed there? We, we, it's actually grass on that side. We just put an irrigation system in, so we Mm -hmm. dug all that up. Okay. Um, so yeah, it it is actually grass on that side. I've, I've heard of some homeowners and this may or may not be the correct answer. But have actually um, put flower beds in with gravel or um, you know, decorative rock, and under uh-huh. that rock actually put like plastic, so that you know foot or two away from your foundation stays nice and dry, and the water is okay. kind of farther away. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Um, I know they have exterior drain tile systems you can put in. Um, yeah. And even aside from just digging down on the side there and putting the front drain in. Yeah, that's... Like, <laughs> you, we want to try to keep the water away from the foundation. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Did okay. we help you out here today, John? Yes, sir. No, that, that works. I, I'll probably work on getting that uh, grass away from there, put in that plastic, and get that away from the house. So I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. You're Thank very you. welcome. Good luck to you. Again, it's the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Yours truly, Kurt Copeland, in for Scott Mosby. Jake Spurgeon is here. Shannon Cross is here. And on the phone with us right now from Florissant, Nathan has a call. Welcome to KMOX, sir. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good to have you on with us. What's going on? Uh, my father or my parents are having uh, an issue, much like everybody else, since the 100-year storm that we had. Isn't it something how week? these 100-year storms seem to be happening a lot more often? <laughs> Yes, but then again, April showers bring May flowers, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And we'd be mad if we weren't getting rain. So, uh, like many people, uh, I've got family down in Florida in drought, but beside the point, um, uh, they have a house uh, in Maryland Heights built uh, in 72. They've owned it since 76, haven't had any issues. And much like the last caller where he's got a slight separation between the foundation wall of a walkout uh, basement, and the slab itself, it's its not a crack. It's just where grout would be if it were, you know, another situation. He's got, uh, Helitech actually looked at it, and you may not have had direct access to uh, the situation, but um, underneath the stairs in an unfinished portion, he's got uh, about an 18-inch separation. And then six feet uh, the other way, he's got another separation in the foundation, or, you know, same way but that's in a finished uh, portion of the basement. My question is, uh, and on the outside of that wall where, where it's leaking, um, they have a two-tier retaining wall system that's been there for probably 30 years. Um, question is, what is the difference between people, he's got a lot of bids, some people just want to put uh, some pump on the inside, which is the easy way to do it. Some people want to do the drainage tile only on the outside, and some people want to do a combination of both. What would be a scenario in which you might choose to say we only need to do this? Well, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You and know, of with, course, with, you have to be there to see it. To yeah, get it I was going to say, without but, looking yeah, at it, it's hard to say. Um, the retaining wall thing is a little bit concerning to me because retaining walls, if they don't have the proper drainage inside that retaining wall soil, as far as what we, as far as what we call geogrid system, which is like rock or chat or something that's in there that's collecting the water, focusing it away from the home, getting into a drain tile and then getting away from the property or the structure, that that's it. So it sounds like the, the retaining wall where those are at is where a lot of the leaking's happening. Is that correct? Uh, yes, it is. And that portion, uh, the back of the house faces southwest. There's a huge tree. So it wouldn't be until later in the evening when it, that area might even get some sun to dry out. Yeah. Another consideration is a couple of years ago, or a few years ago, they had a, a hail damage. They had the roof replaced, the gutters replaced, and when they had the gutters replaced and the siding, they relocated one of the gutters from that that he had specifically put about 12 feet off the, the foundation. They had put it right there. Uh, they dumped it into the retaining wall flower beds. Uh, just off the right at the corner of the house. Yeah. And we're so we're looking at, okay, did it happen because relocation of the gutter? And he had already put, you know, put an attachment on it to, to drain it away. But um, before he did that, could that have been part of the reason? Yeah. Could it be with moles up in the retaining wall? Could it be, like you said, not proper drainage? So to me, if you just put a sump pump on the inside, isn't that just going to keep drawing water in? It's Well, it's just going to keep the basement dry. It's not going to address the, it's a Band-Aid to a structure and a system outside that needs to be adjusted and looked at. Those geogrid systems are part of code. When we build retaining walls at Mosby, we have to put those geogrid drainage systems in all the time. It's just required. And and I understand that this retaining wall has been there for a while and it just might have been some stones stacked up on a weekend project, but it unfortunately has caused some problems now that that thing needs to really be pulled apart, rebuilt, and then addressed. Hey, we appreciate we appreciate the call, Nathan. We got to take a break. We do appreciate it. Hopefully, we've helped you out here today. All right, thank you very much uh, for the information. You guys have a great day. Thank you, you too, sir. You as well. Have a great weekend. Hey, we'll be back to wrap things up. The Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show with yours truly, Kurt Copeland, and for Scott Mosby, alongside Jake Spurgeon and Shannon Cross. More next on KMOX. And now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host Scott Mosby on KMOX. At your service, Kurt Copeland filling in for Mr. Mosby today, and I've got two of his very best alongside for the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Jake Spurgeon, been a lot of fun doing the show. With yeah, you this is a, gr- a lot of fun today. And first timer <laughs> Shannon Cross, your yeah. impressions of uh, being on the show for the first time. It's been great. And Not we- a lot I could answer, but uh, yeah, it's been a great show. It's really. Good to be a part of it. Talk to us then about your specialty. What do you love to do and why do you love doing it? <laughs> I deal with more interior projects. Mm-hmm. So kitchen, bath design, bars, basements, you name it, room additions, you know, addition to that. So yeah, I deal with more space planning and design and what's helping. Your, what's your favorite type of project? Uh, I don't know. I love a lot of different things. I love kitchens. I think when they, because they usually encompass multiple rooms of the house. You want to help them think through flow and process and all that. It's not just that one space. So. You find a great variety in the challenge. Mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, let's let's review what, what we've learned over these past two hours today with the show. Uh, I think one of the first things that came up was post-flood cleanup. Mm-hmm. And we touched mm-hmm. on some very important topics with that. We started with the wiring. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, the electrical wiring in, in your home as you're getting back in there, if your home was flooded, just know that if that wiring was underwater, it is trash. Yep. You can't use it. It needs to be replaced. And usually when it comes to that is that there's several things that need to be visited. Don't just think that it's going to be, you know, as easy as you think. It's usually a little bit more complicated, obviously expensive, but hey, you got to get it done. You Mm got to get it done. We talked about decks today. We had a guy who had a question about uh, his deck was not not done well in the first place. No, it sounded like a DIY project that homeowner just decided, you know what, I'm just going to attach some wood to my house and and build a deck. And and it seems easy and you can do it if done properly and you follow the proper codes. But I just, uh, putting the proper piers in and attaching it to the home the way the county and uh, the uh, your municipality requires is important because a deck collapse is not a good thing. We learned about hurricane straps. <laughs> yeah. Even though we're not one to get a lot of hurricanes here, of course, that comes into play when tornadoes are present. Yeah, they call them hurricane straps because it's you're attaching the roof structure to your ceiling joist. The other, the, the whores are the vertical walls of the home. So as wind comes by, it's not blowing your roof off. Mm-hmm. And, and as we get in here in this time of the year, obviously we've, we're dealing with uh, the post-flood cleanup, and that will account for a lot of business right now. But without that, what type of projects do you encounter a lot this time of the year? What kind of things are people thinking about, those pain points as you uh, described? We're having individuals, they've been cooped up. I would say, <laughs> Shannon, you would agree. They've been cooped up all winter. Mm-hmm. The weather's warm. They want to get back outside. Decks, patios green rooms, porches, Mm -hmm. um, items like that. Or they're thinking about, I've been cooped up all winter. I didn't have enough square footage at the holidays. And and Mm -hmm. during uh, the wintertime with my family over and my guests, I need an extra bedroom. I need extra living space, entertaining space. Entertaining, yeah. Expand room additions or extend the kitchen off the house with a deck off the back, things like that. And there's so many options. I mean, talk a little bit about the things that, you know, people can do and, and what you like to design. Oh my gosh, it's endless. (laughs) That's what's really great about what we do and why we're passionate about what we do is every project is a new puzzle and we get to help them figure it out to what their needs are. We're really big on digging into a lot of different questions about how they use the space, what they're currently lacking or limiting um, with the current layout or design or space. Um, and how we can help them solve that. I love it still when you, you call it the pain point. You know, th- <laughs> that conversation that has been coming up in the household for a while now. This certain thing needs to be visited. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've been avoiding this particular thing. Or something is just outright failing. It's falling apart. Let's get that fixed. Uh, talk about the, the process of, of, you know, using Mosby. I mean, the phone call starts and, and where do you go from there? Yeah, typically a client will give us a call. They'll schedule for a consultant like Shannon or myself to come out. And we'll talk with you. We'll kind of take a little tour, walk with you around the space. We have you get the design process started with taking measurements. We create 3D drafting design for you and then really edit that space and just kind of explain, here's what we can do. Here's the scope of work with paperwork. Here's the overall costs. And we really work with our clients to make sure that their budget, their wants and needs, their dreams and wishes are happy. Hey, we appreciate you guys. Great job today. Thank you you. so much. I'll be with you next hour here on The Voice of St. Louis, News Radio 1120 KMOX. Thanks for listening to the Gila Tech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Yours truly, Kurt Copeland, alongside Jake Spurgeon and Shannon Cross. You guys do me a favor. Get out of here and go have a great weekend. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Weather's beautiful. And happy Mother's Day. Absolutely. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you for saying so. Yep. Happy Mother's Day to my mom. I send you the best. And I'll be back with you next hour here on KMOX.